Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Alex Upatov. Hello. Uh, I have no idea where to start. Yeah, I, I actually thought that we started already, like, because we were just talking here next to the microphones. I thought all that gold about talking shit about <laughs> the whole comedy scene and <laughs> prior podcast guests would be on it, but all right. <laughs> My, I guess you missed that, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Out. I, uh, your comments about Hans. Hans Talhammer were the best. Do you want to repeat those? <laughs> no, nah, like if you want to hear me shit on Hans Talhammer, it's uh, <laughs> just listen to my own podcast. <laughs> Which is called? Uh, Fickt euch alle. If you can't speak German, check out Fickt euch alle. If you can speak German. Yeah. Is it is it super, you, you speak super fast. It wouldn't be a good practice. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, but other people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, check that out if you speak German. Otherwise, uh, I loved your description of how Hans uh, reacted <laughs> at the concept, to the concept of eating ass. Yeah. Like I, when I listened back to your episode with him and he said that he's just not into experimenting sexually at all anymore <laughs> at the ripe, ripe age of what, like 35 or whatever 35. he is. <laughs> he's like, what? Sex isn't for experimentation. Yeah. Sex is for, I don't know what he thought sex was for. Uh, just, you just, just do it. But just maybe now you have some like um, perspective on what experimentation means to him, because like as soon as we mentioned eating ass to Hans, it was two episodes of him just like not not being like okay, at all in the same world as a concept. <laughs> He'd be getting into hygiene, I assume, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like every single point that you could imagine, like active, passive, like it's not it's not an imaginable for a Bavarian man. Who's a, who's a pretty good comedian. And I also love the idea. You said that once he has two drinks, two drinks, he becomes. Yeah, two drink hands. Is, uh, you, you should get two drink hands on a podcast one day. Like, I think I think I, what I should do is maybe yeah. get all the same guests that I've had. Because I'm going to I'm going to drink my first drink in uh, over a year on uh, in a couple of days to celebrate me leaving a very. Hmm, let's say like professional work opportunity in favor of working less so I can give time to comedy during a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is also great to celebrate that by, by falling off the wagon. <laughs> it's like I've, I've been working too much. I guess it's time I get back on the boost trail. <laughs> I'm not getting back on the boost trail. I just want to, I want to destigmatize it. Like I just like, I didn't stop drinking because I had a problem. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic line. But I, I didn't stop because I had a problem. I stopped because I, I really wanted to like change everything. I stopped liking the effect mm. and I don't like taking any drug regularly. And I think alcohol, um, the problem is alcohol is so socially encouraged and, and like woven into cultural, you know, customs that we don't take it seriously enough as a drug. Yeah. And that's what I, I wanted to cut that association for me as, it, as like from it being this regular you know, any time kind of thing, which weed had become for me very, very strongly. <laughs> yeah. And you remember me as a stoner. Not everyone remembers me as a yeah. stoner. I, re I remember uh, like you, you in a certain apartment <laughs> where like you, you couldn't walk into it. Like, I don't understand how the cops did. I guess it was right at Cottbus Ator, So that's why it didn't really show how much weed was like constantly in that place. <laughs> so much weed. There was just yeah. jars on jars of weed. And then there were jars and jars of mushrooms as well because yeah. that boyfriend that I had at the time was growing those <laughs> so it was just this 
It was this uh, I very... I probably have more memories of that apartment than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> My eyes were open, okay? Uh, yeah, fuck that place. Like, okay, that's the thing. Like, I stopped drinking, but when I tell people now, it's like, ooh, I'm thinking about having a drink. They're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to influence, like, I don't want to be the reason why you stopped, you know, you got back on it. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I didn't have a problem. Like, I could have a drink and then, yeah. like, one drink and then that was it. Or I would have many days where I wouldn't drink. Or, you know, if it was even, like, getting super drunk, it would be, like, I was very good at managing my alcohol. Like, I would, I, I, I could drink a lot and not be yeah. um, out of control. You see, you already lost me from like that argument that the other people, because I am never that person. Like if somebody wants to fall off the wagon while I'm there, I'm like, yes, <laughs> like this is, this is your decision. <laughs> you're a grown up and I would like to have fun with you. <laughs> so <laughs> so you're, you're a bad friend is what you're. <laughs> I'm an enabler, but, <laughs> but I mean, we all are, right? Like that's what comedy is. Because yeah, yeah. like, I think that's like the, the like interesting thing about comedy and substances is like everybody in comedy, like the goal is to be, as much yourself as possible yeah, right yeah like and if as much yourself as possible is doing a shit ton of drugs then you go girl you <laughs> like, go like, yeah <laughs> i'm supporting you with everything you want <laughs> and it's also like stories like that's the other thing it's like i think um comedian like i think every comedian like everybody in the world i think has an issue with substances like yeah. whatever like everybody does like we say comedians have mental health issues come on we just have the microphone everybody has yeah. mental health issues we're just we're just talking about Yeah, we have a mental health solution <laughs> <laughs> as well as definitely like a warning sign you know like we <laughs> we we yeah we we're just we're just sharing sharing everyone else's experiences and yeah no. but um but yeah so i'm excited to like yeah like destigmatize it so you know i i think like acid and 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 like hash cookies and you know the occasional you know chunky bump of mdma is all good like they're all good things just it needs to be in moderation and it needs to be for special occasions like don't take that shit for granted yeah. don't make it regular and so i want alcohol to fall in that category and so i'm very excited to have my first drink on yeah. monday <laughs> that's good I'm, yeah I'm, i'm excited for you thank you thank <laughs> send, you send pictures <laughs> i will i'm gonna take so many selfies yeah. that's the do, other it, do it do it like like a newborn baby picture you know like me, <laughs> me and my first drink after a year just yeah, cuddling right. with it kissing it <laughs> she's brown i don't know i don't know it's beer i'm yeah. i don't know what drink i'm gonna have first i uh It's not important. It's not. But that's the other thing. Like, uh, I think alcohol allows you to take photos of yourself more. I have so few photos of myself because I haven't been like, oh, <laughs> let's take selfies. Let's yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, that's that. Yeah. All my great photos are from when I was fucked up. Yeah, definitely. There are no good photos of me from the last year and a bit. <laughs> yeah, because like, taking a photo sober is just creepy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like just, it's just it never feels like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just too considered, and then you're like, oh, I don't really need it, you know? Like, yeah. oh, fuck it, like let's focus on being present, you know? But when yeah. you're wasted, you're just like, yeah, fuck it, let's capture this moment. This is yeah. hilarious. Also, you're happy. If you're sober, you're probably sad. Why would you want a picture of you oh, if you're sad? Come on. <laughs> But you 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 question whether or not you need the photo. That's for sure. It's yeah. like I don't really yeah let's just you know 
yeah okay and then and then there's like a like a curve you know it's not good to take a photo if you're sober then it gets amazing but then if you're too fucked up it's not good to take a photo again Ex exactly <laughs> and then that's most of my facebook photos <laughs> no i did i did do a massive cull at one point because i realized almost every photo of me on facebook was me fucked up <laughs> it was like if any if i ever have like children like mm. you know mommy was fucked up a lot like just <laughs> Just don't zoom in on the pupils or uh, yeah. anything, really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't care about that too much. Just, just to see that you have fun. And I bet like once, like our generation of children, you know how we grew up without porn till like like really late. Yeah. And now they have porn when they're eight because yeah. there's internet. I bet there's going to be some sort of internet for drugs where they're just going to have like coke when they're eight. Like I, I bet there's going to be... Have access to coke when they're eight? Yeah, or? yeah. Some, some like brain chip bullshit that you can hack or like something like that. Wow. So I wouldn't worry about that. It's more That's about true. current employers. It's probably... Yeah, current yeah. employers. Oh, they're they're cool. <laughs> yeah, or like like future employers. Like I don't know how corporate you want to get. Yeah, not not yeah. corporate. I think uh, I've been working pretty hard. This podcast is definitely gonna help me not get corporate employment. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I was impressed that I managed to get my last job. Mm. That I'm just quitting. So, hmm. Is there anything adults only that you're inspired to talk about or that like a topic that popped into your head? Because you listened to Freddie's episode, you listened to Han's episode. Yeah. The one thing uh, that I guess like people who see me on stage know about me is that uh, uh, I have uh, like a, a high percentage of my exes turned lesbian. Like, <laughs> that's, that's like one of my uh, like my my traits that are sort of that's <laughs> adult, amazing adult to discuss. Yeah, like I had a bit about it that like got got a lot of attention, uh, where I said that two of my exes turned lesbian. Uh, even though like the shadow number was always not clear and probably a lot higher, but yeah, but uh, since lockdown, it's uh, it's it's an official three. <laughs> so oh really? Yeah, I'm, I know I'm, two of your exes, and neither of them. Well, one of them goes both ways, but one of them. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just out of two. <laughs> true, true. Although she has a boyfriend from my last uh, last chat, yeah. but the other one no. And then, okay, and then earlier ones. Yeah, but yeah, I'm basically a gateway lesbian. And, uh, <laughs> that's the thing that I do in the bit. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I have I have a bit of that. Like I, well, no, I think a couple of my, I think one of my exes was definitely gay. Although yeah. now he's married with a baby, but he's Italian. So like, it's not like he can be gay. Uh, is it a gay baby? <laughs> <laughs> I think he uh, was also racist. Yeah. And I think he's, he's gotten together with... Um, with like a, a a Muslim woman, so it's like he was like super a gay ad. racist Muslim father. Like that's, yeah, the Italians are really vibrant. <laughs> they, have to, they have to they have to have it all, don't they? <laughs> and like hate themselves for it. I, I yeah, but he like he even became after um, we broke up. It was a very violent breakup. He even became a flight attendant. I was like, if that doesn't show us that you're gay, I don't know yeah. what does. Like, I really. Also, they do hire Muslim flight attendants. Like that. <laughs> That's what surprises me even more. He was like setting up the, the family. And well, he wasn't Muslim, right? He just hated, uh, like he hated, he didn't like uh, my immigrants. Oh, yeah, right. And yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It would be funny if you would be like the, 
like you know the uh, the gender swap equivalent of me <laughs> like so then we could have like theories of why that happens yeah right yeah well I then mean, we both have like I, like we have like deep and calming voices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, which i like i think like in my theory that's a part of it i think like like i heard a bunch of times that uh, like women feel comfortable around me or like uh, relaxed around me because of my voice mm-hmm. which like i guess you know there's kind of a turn to like okay if, if you're uncomfortable around men in general then that's probably because you don't like them so you know and i'm like an easy version of that you're like the accessible yeah yeah and you have like like for for like for a woman you have like a like a very like a deep smoky calm voice you know so i, I can yeah. imagine that like if a guy is usually like women voices are too shrill for for them you know like so, exactly. so you're like a good entry level yeah entry gay level guy, gay guy. i'm like yeah and like i yeah i <laughs> exactly i have a bit where i talk about how i um like i finally integrated into berlin because i've had an open relationship with um with a gay man and mm. uh but like he was bisexual and in the bit i talk about how um I know he was bisexual because um, he loved period sex. Mm. I feel like my voice just got deeper. He loved- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's coming out. Just turn this into an erotic fan fiction audiobook so everybody's happy. <laughs> exactly. Just get some deep ASMR sounds. Um, but um- <laughs> that's what I think ASMR is. <laughs> just just lip smacking. <laughs> What, like and then like like rustling noises like, yeah the, the the weird like mouth noise like the yeah. the wet mouth noises <laughs> not okay i don't i don't know what asmr is like like i saw a video of like asmr uh your boyfriend is so in love with you that he has to kidnap you and that had like 15 million your boyfriend is so in love with you that he has to kidnap you yeah yeah that's i don't get it It's like an actor who's uh-huh. pretending to be your boyfriend who's so in love with you that he has to kidnap you now. And that's like 15 minutes of ASMR of him talking about how he has to I have to kidnap, kidnap you. you. Yeah. So I, I imagine that's what ASMR is. Like I, I don't, didn't <laughs> dive deeper into it. That's like, that's even going like uh, into some weird, like it makes ASMR sound like it's also like some kind of dom sub thing as well. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of you and dominate you. And yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, but I thought, isn't that what it is? I think ASMR is just um, sounds. It doesn't have to yeah, have any... Yeah, why do you need the little sounds for, <laughs> Anna? Like, <laughs> what's the end product of the sound? You well, know, it's like people think that furries is just like people who like teddy bears. Like, no, it's a gay thing. It's a gay thing. It's <laughs> a, sure, for sure. But I guess um, it's like a sexual thing. It can, ASMR can be sexual. It can be soothing. It's supposed to um, stimulate a part in your brain that um, can either be orgasmic or just like relaxing. Mm. So it can be sexually exciting, but I didn't think it had a connection to any kind of like uh, like power plays or role playing in a se- in a sexual sense. I thought it might just be like... Yeah. It was like I'm... the first thing that I stumbled upon, so I just assumed that most of it. Oh. Yeah, the other ones were like uh, just like super attractive women where I'm like, if I'm supposed to just listen to you, why the fuck are you attractive? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, what, totally. What does this do for me exactly? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I think good ASMR should be by ugly people. You know, their voices mm. are so good that like, yeah. they've got a voice for ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a face for ASMR. Just, it's just complete trash bags. <laughs> they sound like, well, like us, probably. <laughs> like us, exactly, like us. 
Um, no, I, I really wanted to do a, a, I wanted to do ASMR content. I was like, I want to, I'm going to use my voice. Like I'll, I'll try and like, maybe I can, maybe that's going to make me money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't really developed it. I think, I think when I run out of people to have on my podcast, then I'll start doing ASMR content. (laughs) Just like write like terrible, you know, like amateur erotica. Yeah. And and talk about it in a deep voice. With yeah, well, hit me up if you want to do this, because like on Twitter, like people, uh, like on, on on Twitter, people also realize that they like my voice, and I get a lot of requests for like uh, audiobook uh, shit and stuff. So. Do you do any audio? Uh, so I did some voice acting work uh, for free, so it's like not work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the end of last year, for a French um, audio play. Mm. and uh, i'm excited for it to come out but i after i did that i was like i want to do voice acting like this is fun yeah. do you do anything like that i've done a cu- but it's the same like you like i've done a couple of things for free mm-hmm. and like the stuff that i do myself on youtube i guess like that, that's like if i have an animated video like i'm the voice in it obviously mm-hmm. but no nah, nothing professional i think it's a very this is like a annoying market mm. you know it, it sounds like it would be as annoying as like a, being a commercial actor or something yeah. yeah yeah lots of people thinking they can do it yeah, and lots exactly. of people i was like i got all this like all these microphones and set up for this podcast and then i did this voice acting work and then i was like researching how to become a voice actor and i was like like yeah. i've got a few accents i can do i can do some accents I, yeah yeah yeah, you, you have like a bunch of how many languages do you speak? Oh, that doesn't reflect my accent work. My yeah. <laughs> I speak uh, I don't know. I speak English, Italian, German. I don't speak. I haven't spoken German with you. Uh, Japanese. So um, four. Yeah, four, four, yeah. four. Like so I wouldn't count great, my great Spanish. Four though. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a lot of people have Italian, Japanese, <laughs> and German. Like yeah. the the classic joke of the axis of evil is uh, from World War Two. It's oh, very yeah, 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 yeah no. <laughs> it's real. Uh, I should have been a historian, but that's not funny. <laughs> um, but uh, but accents like I can do a, you know American accents and and English and um and Russian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot do a Russian accent like I, I actually can't you can't right yeah. i find it really hard to do a german accent like mm. i can i can now like you have to find a character from that yeah. country to do, what do you what accents can you do can you give us uh not nothing nothing like, I, I, I never tried like like probably russian would be the closest but i would hate myself if i did <laughs> just because there are people with actual russian accents and then a russian guy trying to make a russian accent it's pretty fucking embarrassing that's, that's hilarious like i think you should you should go into that yeah but if i did it i would definitely do it over like yeah like just uh, trying to manifest like a russian guy with an accent that i know yeah 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 exactly yeah. I I love I pull out an Aussie accent as well my Kiwi accent yeah I love accents I love accents so mm. yeah voice acting work for sure but yeah let's do an ASMR well let's I would like I've I've been wanting to uh, do a porn comedy um, like cross cross but like yeah. but but maybe within voice work that would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what was your idea for the porn comedy because i because I, I had one too that like we got kind of workshopped for a while on on my other podcast oh yeah yeah what was your well yeah well, our, well, our idea was just like to upload a video to pornhub where it's like uh well the pizza guy comes in right and mm-hmm. um uh the girl is like well i can't pay 
And, classic. Yeah, like the classic setup. And then as soon as she says, when she says that she cannot pay, all of a sudden, like, there's a spotlight on a third guy in the room who has a mic, who's a comedian. He's like, you guys know how, like, if you're broke, you cannot pay for pizza. And he just does, like, comedy for two minutes. And then the guy blows the pizza guy. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> like, and, then, and then you just, like, it, like basically interchange between, like, two minutes of a porn scene, two minutes of stand-up, two minutes of porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not bad. Mine was um, much harder to produce. <laughs> Harder than that. Right. Harder, yeah. Yeah, mine was, um, this was when I was uh, dating a comedian. I've only dated one, really. Um, so it's very clear who it was. I was like, I want to make porn where like the the actors like make jokes. Like there's like actually good joke writing before the, the sex and then like maybe a bit during the sex mm. <laughs> and then after like <laughs> genuinely entertaining well-written porn yeah uh, and sex like but uh but now i think i think that would be important like what comedians would, <laughs> would also do that it's not it's not well right no. now everybody literally <laughs> every single one <laughs> like we're like there's like comedians with only fans pages like just True. every day there's new ones but getting comedians <laughs> who want to fuck comedians i get like there are some there are some for sure yeah but that's a bit harder but i think like right like doing voice like just voice like audio only porn mm. Now that would be fucking hell. You could do it if it was you write the porn and you write the jokes in there and then like you make like bad sex noises or you describe what's happening. Yeah, like yeah. amateur. Just like, yeah, like erotic erotic fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's stuff on YouTube where they like animate erotic erotic fan fiction. But they usually take just like the worst erotic fan fiction, so it's like really fun to animate. <laughs> you could you could try and make it like legit funny, why not? Why not, right? Yeah. And if and it's I mean, just even, audio. Yeah, or, definitely. You I, could and do I mean even animation. even your idea, it's like you know how um like there are like pretty big art movies like short bus or uh, mm -hmm, taxi mm -hmm. zum klo you know that just have like hardcore pornography in them but yeah. it's also acting so yeah why not do that with comedy okay why not, right? <laughs> now that i say it out loud <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like like zohan or something <laughs> like big comedy like why what if that had hardcore penetration <laughs> <laughs> or you do have you seen the movie um Caligula, the one with um Andrew McDowell? Uh, Malcolm McDowell, no, not Andy. I don't Andy remember McDowell. if I've seen it. I've seen bits of it definitely. By Tinto yeah. Brass. So basically yeah. he had like Helen Mirren, um uh, it's Malcolm McDowell, um, the guy that did um, uh, Clockwork Orange. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but did they all have like hardcore sex in it, or was it just like the, the extras no. had hardcore sex? He cut, so they would have a scene. It would be like the famous actors in the scene, and then he would cut to porn actors, so it looked like oh, right, right, they right. were they were doing the fucking, but it was actually um, porn actors. But like yeah. it was. I don't think he did it in a way that the actors really had consented for them to be mm. in such some amazing sex scenes. Like one <laughs> of the best blowjobs. Like I don't really like watching blowjobs that often. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of, like there can be some good, this monumentally good blowjob scene in this in Caligula. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you could do it like that. You could do it where it just cuts to to porn. Yeah. Actors doing the stuff. Yeah, it's like at least. Like six months more of lockdown and all of the Berlin comedy <laughs> scene would do it. Like, be like yep, for, me, yep, for me. donations in a hat, <laughs> as we always used to. Right? <laughs> we don't care. But we pay. We 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 kind of cover rent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like the idea. Like, I think this is viable audio. Yeah, yeah. like as an audio thing. 
I've got an idea. Okay, this might not go into the this podcast, but um, doing stuff on um on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? Yeah, like I looked at it, I didn't didn't enjoy it. I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't I haven't seen the cool. You gotta like, make it your own, man. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, like we've got we've got a couple of club rooms now, and we're getting into the club Berlin room uh, mm. club, which has got heaps of people in it. So, like, in terms of building a well for a small small fish in the English yeah. scene, like uh, building an audience while we don't have um, actual shows to build, get like get following. Yeah, it's 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 working. So once the lockdown finishes, we should be able to yeah call these people to action and actually come to our real life shows um yeah i don't like do you okay so it's different for men uh like male comedians to female comedians but i made a rule last year uh not to fuck fans okay Uh, yours or (laughs) huh my fans in general (laughs) yeah nobody was a fan of anything yeah you can't like anything i'll only fuck you if you hate the world and everything in it (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious you need to be miserable and then i'm interested yeah just not fuck people who come to your show basically yeah well not fuck it yeah like uh well look they can come to my show but anyone who's like who regularly comes to my show and knows me Mm. as a comedian um and like yeah Yeah, like who's gotten to know me only from the stage uh from them being an audience and me on the stage and so there's this a weird power dynamic that comes from that and yeah. they have a weird sense of who I am, and yeah, so I, I made. I heard that a couple of times from uh, from girls that, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's too too weird. Well, it's just that they have this really skewed idea that you're like this, um, this like, yeah, um, whore. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing. Twenty twenty one. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, except that, like, you know. Female comedians, like, we do talk about sex a lot. Freddie said the same thing. That it's like, they think that you're the super sexualized uh, being somehow. And it's like, yes, we are. because, (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, um, yeah, like, uh, I guess my politics maybe, you know, I think that, I, I my politics are pretty like is pretty strong and clear and I I tr- sort of push messages but people will hear what they want to hear in your comedy mm. and so like you might think that you're pushing sort of more feminist ideas or messages out there um they won't hear that if they don't want to hear that mm. they'll just hear you know something funny <laughs> yeah. coming from a woman who clearly fucks so like I'm down you know yeah. like that's all there same. I don't know. I don't have any rules like that. But like also currently I'm just not like like I'm not even single. I'm just waiting for death. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I so gave up. <laughs> it's like Oh shit, Alex. That's <laughs> because like that, that, that is bleak. The, the <laughs> term of single kinda implies that you're waiting for something magical to happen. No, I like I, <laughs> No, I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing eternal work, as we uh, say in my yoga club. <laughs> oh, that's adorable! <laughs> eternal work. Yeah. No, internal I'm, work. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said eternal work. It's like a <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I call comedy: eternal work. Eternal. <laughs> it's for the ages. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, I don't know. I like. I, I just. I'm just not looking for a relationship until I kind of. Like understand uh, who I am. Like that's what I've been trying to figure out for for, for, for the last half year. But it's like I don't know. Were you it's, in a relationship half a year ago? There was like yeah, a short-lived uh, relationship that I had. How long was it? Uh, maybe two months. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just all the 
yeah i mean i already had these thoughts before it but i definitely had it like after my last relationship where uh, well i'll try to explain where i'm at with that it's basically uh you probably know the situation where you argue with your partner mm. but you realize they're not arguing with you just, <laughs> yes yeah they're just arguing with like some some concept that is like not present but you but you're just there you know like so it's just a projection basically yeah uh so here's the thing like if you notice that that probably means that you also do that but but, but if you do that you don't really un- like you you think that you're arguing with the other person right mm-hmm. so like that ke- kept coming up with me and like in past relationships a lot so so let me just clarify so um what i understand like do you mean um arguing with someone but like they're not actually disagreeing with you but you're just kind of arguing something with them is it like you're trying yeah, let, 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 let's i don't know like for me at some point it kind of came to the point where i just realized that if there's an argument mm. that i'm not even part of that argument because the person is just working through something for themselves mm-hmm, you know and, mm-hmm. and, and they just kind of unload it on you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like i th- i think that at least in the relationships that i've been that everybody did that including me kind mm-hmm. of a lot so mm-hmm. so what i like got into is i kind of trying to understand that and the way i see it now is like um there's this friend who <laughs> who's just been in rehab for a year and mm-hmm. uh like she did like obviously a lot of uh like psychological work there mm-hmm. and like she explained the concept of emotional nets to me emotional nets yeah explain so, it yeah so like an emotional net is basically like in whatever environment you grow up you build up emotional relationships with the people that you grew up with and mature with mm-hmm. And then what happens is you pretty much take that emotional net that you build and you just apply it to every new place mm-hmm. where like where you go and you kind of just uh, interact based on that emotional structure that you mm-hmm. took from somewhere else. You know yeah. how they say uh, it doesn't really like you can't run away from yourself. That's kind of. <laughs> yeah, but also like, like you're what? always you're always going to be like, for example, with partners, you're always going to um the, whatever partner you end up with, um, they represent uh, the same kind of, or you you overlay your uh, relationship with your your mother or father yeah. on them completely, or aunt or whatever. Like you can have Whoever like the mul- multiple like mm-hmm. archetypes, let's say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then just to like put that to an to like an even more extreme point, like there's a syndrome, and I I don't remember what it's called, but. Basically, here's the syndrome, right? Like, let's say we're sitting, like we're sitting here, and you hold up like three fingers and ask me like how many fingers are there, and I just say two, mm-hmm. and you go, well, no, it was three. Why did you say two? Mm-hmm. And then I just make up something like, uh, you know, I couldn't see right because of the microphones, or like I'm not wearing my glasses, even though I don't have glasses. Mm-hmm. And you go, no, you don't have glasses. I pointed three fingers. You said two. Why? And then I would make up something else to kind of try and cover it. Well, basically, if you have that syndrome, you're medically blind. Like your eyes yeah. are not communicating to your brain at all, but yeah. your brain doesn't tell you that. Yeah. Your brain just keeps sending you information of like what maybe somewhere is there, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a pre-stage of um, uh, what's this uh, old people disease where you Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's a pre-stage of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what I think people are like with their emotional nets once they get in. Like at least for me, mm-hmm. like once you get into an intense relationship, and I think until I've at least try to like manage to figure that out for myself Mm -hmm. i just shouldn't get into another relationship because then you know like i just don't see a possibility of uh 
me understanding who I'm actually with or them mm -hmm. understanding me as long as like you know I don't ha haven't worked through it for at least <laughs> at least another I don't know while <laughs> that sounds really mature and uh yeah I totally agree like I did a lot of processing last year I the last relationship I had was about six weeks mm. and that was in the first lockdown last year yeah. so in um in April a year ago, uh, pretty much. And, um, and, uh, yeah, during that lockdown, because I'd stopped taking drugs and I'd stopped drinking, uh, and stopping weed was like the big, big one. And I reviewed all of my last relationships quite, um, intensely. And I was, I was getting quite, um, but practicing more, um, mindfulness practices mm. uh and um and looking like trying to connect with my inner child and all of these things yeah. and also meditating like a motherfucker these days like i've always totally. med meditated a lot but right now like like last week i finally got into like guided meditations now i'm like listening to them more in podcasts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i um so i started i realized when i wanted to stop alcohol and weed and all the drugs uh, i needed to not replace it, but I needed to support my mental and physical health. Um, like I needed to give, yeah, I needed to support it. And so it was like, okay, I need to exercise and I need to meditate every day. And so before work, um, I will uh, do like a little workout routine and I will meditate mm. before work. So that way, like even before I start work, I've done everything to support my physical and mental health. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been, yeah, I do, I started with guided meditations, sort of the opposite. I've gone from starting mm -hmm. with guided meditations and then like, I feel like I've graduated to silent meditation where I, I have the, the words that guide me in my own head. And like, I sort of, yeah, trust the process yeah. more. It, it kind of almost sounds like this was, would make more sense that way around. <laughs> you know, you know, for me, it was just like, I learned meditation super, super young and then just used me it. Too. And always like silent meditation, but I uh -huh. never... Like I was always super afraid of letting somebody else in that. Mm. You know, for me, I think I really had to give up on myself completely <laughs> before I could go to silent to guided meditations because I'm like, well, maybe somebody else knows. Like wow. I'm, out of, I'm out of shit here. <laughs> I love that. That's such a different take. But yeah, and um, yeah, guided. Yeah, that said, if I have a time limit, like um, ideal, I think the best uh, length of a meditation is 20 minutes. Like that's when you can really, for me. Um, but when I have a time, like often in the mornings, it'll be like, ah, I've got enough time to do like, you know, 20 repeti repetitions of each of these exercises. And then like, I've got maybe six minutes to meditate and then a guided meditation. I've got this app and uh, yeah, yeah, for shorter meditations, the guided ones, it's like, it'll keep me on track and it's a little more efficient, yeah. <laughs> even though that shouldn't be the goal, but <laughs> Hey, at least I'm giving myself that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with all of that, uh, I did a lot of, and I was dreaming a lot because when you stop smoking weed, right, your dreams come back. That was the big reason why I wanted to stop smoking weed. Yeah. Um, and I had all these dreams and I write down my dreams and uh, yes, really got some insights into my last, um, my last long relationship uh, and just the whole history of relationships I had up until, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah at that point in time and um and like my big big berlin relationship that i had which was like two years but you know and it's like a nightmare disaster had a lot of fun but lots of like <laughs> lots of problems in there yeah and uh and then 
Yeah, and then actually 2019 um, was um, so okay. So you you your exes, two of three of your exes have become have turned to just being with women after being with you. I then had um, so I had this Italian that I thought was going to be gay uh, eventually, but didn't really. Um, but in 2019, I was with someone who uh, ended up is transitioning to um, yeah be a be a woman mm-hmm. and. Uh, I could see that as a compliment, you know, I inspired, I inspired. <laughs> well, you see it as a compliment until you hear that he specifically transitions to be you. <laughs> like, he's not trans, well, he's like trans Anna Barrow. Oh my God. <laughs> he's having his like vocal cords worked on. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, that was, that was like, 2019 was a very messy year of relationships for me. Um, yeah, like I'd left that long relationship I'd had and then I was bouncing around the comedy scene <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I had this, this relationship with, um, this person that's, that's transitioning and then, yeah. And then had, uh, this, this, this really found this really beautiful, stable person in that first lockdown last year. And it was like, I was having arguments with, with him, for example. I just, I just realized that the energy wasn't, wasn't right for me. And like, mm. I was, I was looking. Did it feel like a, like a relationship on a fast forward? Cause like, yeah, that's, that's what my locked out relationship felt like. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah. Like yeah. it was such a fast, uh, the realization of it not being right for me was very fast. It was like five weeks and we were, you know, in lockdown, you're spending way more time together because it's like, well, I got no one else to see. Yeah. And this one, this, this relationship's got sex included. So like, <laughs> why not? Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then for the lot, like since I left, since we broke up, since I left him, Jesus, Anna, no, <laughs> since, <laughs> since we broke up, <laughs> I left him. um, not that it matters. It doesn't matter. It would be, yeah. Um, the people that I've been attracted to, uh, there was this one fan that was like one week and I realized, oh my God, this is a toxic, crazy, crazy space. What am I doing? And then I haven't been looking and it's just like, I, I'm so busy with, um, myself and enjoying, uh, my creativity and like giving it space that, uh, for me to give time to a relationship, like, it needs to really be adding to my existence. And a lot of my um, relationships have sort of been quite demanding of my time. Like I've needed to give a lot of my time to this other person mm. and I don't really have capacity for that. And I, I, I do, but like that needs that, per- like I need to, it needs to be a lot of positives. It needs to not be, you know, um, uh, undermining my, my sense of, of uh, <laughs> content. <laughs> Mint, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand what you mean, because it's like yeah, like I had the same experience with a lockdown relationship. That yeah, if you take away all the other distractions, then it's probably gonna be like a for- fast forward. But in it, ca- mm. you kind of also see, you know, like all the past relationships kind of like echo, like <gasps> yeah, like, like wh- wh- what happened with me, what happened with the other person, like you. So. You, it's basically the first year of lockdown was just experiencing your own hell, I think. Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Because like, yeah, you take away all the other distractions. Like, I don't remember if this was on the podcast or if we talked before, but when I think it was when we talked before, but 
basically uh, I had this job during lockdown and uh, at one point I really started hating the job and I told everybody that I hated this job so much and everybody told like dude you have like a, a stable job during a pandemic like shut the fuck up don't complain about it yeah. and like my reaction was like yeah I understand it but I don't have anything else I just have my hatred for this job <laughs> like I have nothing <laughs> apart from me hating this job and don't take that away from me you know so and it's the same with like with, with relationships because it's like yeah it's gonna be super intense and like quicker than usual because you don't have that like, like you said like you don't go anywhere else and this mm. person that has uh, also sex so why shouldn't i be yeah. with them every day but then yeah i guess like if if between every day of you seeing your like lockdown relationship you would have like three days of you doing other shit mm. yeah might have lasted a year <laughs> 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 but i guess it didn't <laughs> But that said, like, uh, I, don't, I don't think necessarily the space in between would make it last longer. I, think, I don't necessarily think it works like that. I think just the tolerant, like, yeah, I don't know. Does space in between distract you from the problems or does it actually allow you to... I think space in between seeing something, like when you allow a relationship to develop not quickly, like you really put the... Like, for example, with my lockdown relationship, we did see each other more than I would see someone... Um, I don't know. We saw each other maybe like three nights a week. And that's yeah. quite a lot. Um, you know, which, is, which is more than you would do usually. Like that's what I was trying to exa say. Of course, exactly. You don't in a regular relationship, you don't have to see each other every day. Like uh, mm. it's good to leave each other space and all that shit. But, yeah. Yeah. But if you narrow distractions down, yeah. you know, you, you let's say like you wake up and uh, like the other person, uh, I don't know, they snore in the morning, mm. you know, and you're annoyed by it like that day, but then you don't see him for two days and you're like, oh, I'd really like to see them again. But, uh, but on the <laughs> yeah, other totally. hand, in lockdown, the next day they're again in your bed and you're like, holy shit, he's going to snore in the morning again, isn't this piece <laughs> of shit? Like, you know, you don't, you don't have time to forget like the small flaws. It, yeah, so totally. up like way quicker. Totally. And it's also, yeah, you just don't have anything else in between. Yeah. It's uh, even just like, not even the time so much as what your activities are in lockdown. You don't have that many other things happening um, to distract you, not even just the time. It's like you have your work, you have your home, you have your partner's home. It's just yeah. those three things yeah. as opposed to, oh, I went to that bar and I went to that bar and I saw this, you know, these people and I went to that restaurant and I went to this, ca like spaces yeah. even, like you don't have, you have like, like 20 people talking to you. Now it's just like one every other day. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's one fucking person. Oh my God. I miss like a bunch of strangers around me to make me realize how much I like that one person, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, there's no contrast. But I heard, um, I read recently, I don't know where, uh, I think it was like Vice magazine on Instagram had some article about how there's actually a term for the syndrome or the situation when you walk into a room and you forget why you walked into the room. Mm -hmm. They've actually done research and it's like a, it's like a thing that the brain does when you walk into a new space. Um, the memories attached to where you were become less relevant. And so you don't remember like the your purpose walking into that room because they're attached to the um, visual cues of the space yeah, yeah. you were in before. Yeah. I, I noticed that because like when when I'm hammered and I go yeah. to the toilet, uh, like at some point I notice, oh, I'm not hammered while I'm on the toilet. But as soon as you go back into the room where you're getting hammered, you're just gone again. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Because you've got all the yeah, you've got all the all the signals that are suggesting that that's what's happening in your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah. brain is super easy to to manipulate. 
Wait, like I don't know. Like I, I had this one <laughs> uh, story where I, like I, I smoked DMT once, mm-hmm. and uh, like that night that I smoked DMT. Before that, we talked a lot about DMT, like just in the group that we were doing it in. Mm-hmm. But we also talked about ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh-huh. And part of ayahuasca is like you you throw up. That's just part mm-hmm. of the ritual, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, so I did DMT and I, I like saw god and all that of course uh, and the inner workings of the of the universe or yeah, the world. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, and i had complete ego death and everything it was a like, great really i still haven't i have done dmt but not intentionally yeah yeah but it was just like uh, uh, to get to the point basically afterwards when i was coming down i started feeling this like tingling in my throat mm. and i thought all oh, right we talked about how like you throw up like that's part of it throwing up so i like stood up walked a couple of steps started throwing up and then like midstream i remember remembering ah no that was that other thing and just my throwing up just stopped like as soon wow. as i remembered that i, I mistakenly started throwing up <laughs> wow yeah but that's how like how the brain is just like manipulating you <laughs> any second basically yeah but like uh, for your survival you know i suppose you need you need as much awareness as possible so that you know what is in your best interest yeah. And then your brain can be actually working for your survival in your best interest, not just like using these old rusty mechanisms that used to be for survival, but are actually harming you now. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are fucking, yeah. <laughs> Family, huh? <laughs> Childhood, huh? Yeah, yeah. All of it. All of those. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you read uh, Sex at Dawn? No. Uh, it's really it's really good book it's basically just like an anthropologic history of like what sex was like mm-hmm. uh, and mostly it comes down kind of to like what was sex like before agriculture because it was like way different from what we experience now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we still like all of our brains are still like that pre-agriculture sex thing which is which is like that's the point that the book makes that there like if you have agriculture then the way that you have sex there is like completely against nature which is uh, Hold leads, on, what, leads to a lot of problems what, okay explain what's agricultural sex uh, it's the it's where monogamy started basically yeah, because okay. all, because before before agriculture you didn't own shit yeah all of a sudden you own shit so all of a sudden it's important whether the kid is yours yeah before that there was just never like nobody gave a fuck so, just the, the whole village just raised the kid like yeah in, like in South America they I really love that they have this concept of every woman uh, always being a little pregnant. <laughs> like like everyone was always, always a little pregnant. I love that. Yeah, and they have like um, uh, like they kind of have the concept of father, but not really. It's more mm-hmm. like there's like four guys who are like at least responsible for it, and they even have like names like uh, like the one who put it in, <laughs> the oh one who god. stirred it around, the one who gave it the spirit. <laughs> you know, like uh, oh my god. Yeah, so it's, so it's basically like that, and yeah, it's like kind of just goes goes back to like anthropo- anthropologically, like why monogamy just kind of basically just hurts you biologically because yeah. yeah you kind of need to have different partners to like for evolution to work yeah so if you just go no capitalism your body goes well, well maybe cheat on your wife then you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah that's yeah. what ends up happening a lot exactly and then they are very hurt because we don't have another like system installed f- other than being hurt if your mm-hmm. like, partner cheats on you mm-hmm which yeah naturally would you probably would not care that much <laughs> yeah because it's like well that's you know that's that's how like of course you'd want to be with other people of course you'll be having sex and then it's it's like it's natural like if, yeah. if it's not cheating it's it's 
I want to read this book, Sex at Dawn. Yeah. Okay, that sounds very interesting. Big, big recommendation for me. I really like it. It's also like very well written. It's a nice, nice book. Um, have you been in an open relationship before? Uh, yeah. Like, like they knew about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like we like we didn't act on it too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like we said that it was an open relationship and yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Like even if you don't act on it, it's it's just like it's way it's a way uh, more relaxed thing. Yeah. Like like how, how did you um how long like I I want to know was the relationship successful as a Yeah, we were together for a year. Yeah. Yeah. That had nothing to do the openness had nothing to do with it ending. No, not at all. Like uh, mm-hmm. like I bet if we were <laughs> if we were more open we probably would have lasted longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but I really like that um like even things like just fantasizing about somebody is all of a sudden a completely other thing even mm-hmm. though it all ha- happens in your head but all of a sudden it's nothing that you would have to hide like mm-hmm. from your partner or, think, or from yourself or, like yeah, or my partner would hate that you know like mm-hmm. you, you can just yeah it's a way more relaxed uh, way of life which i'm like also not like like politically coming out and saying that monogamy is wrong like it all mm-hmm. it all has its uh, its merits and uh, works in different different kinds of ways yeah i'm always scared about people thinking that i'm anti-monogamy or like i'd never have a monogamous relationship but there's a lot there's a lot to like when i moved to berlin i was like i'm never having a monogamous relationship <laughs> again like because I, well, I berlin is like berlin almost doesn't count it's just a fucking university like <laughs> well the, like my i was married in australia and we had a non-monogamous relationship and it was like really worked out and it was talked through and there were there were guidelines and it was a lot of work and but yeah. it made sense you know it wasn't like uh it was it was open in the sense that we would have sex with people other people together mm. but not separately but that said like um even like that didn't really work he was he was still very jealous and like it didn't it was nice theory but it didn't actually work in practice um but then when i moved here it was like no i i'm sure in this community i'd be able to find someone who like you know would actually be able to talk it through and um and yeah it's 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 just removing that whole like um valuing someone based on yeah how you i don't know i don't it's a super complicated um thing to work out but i think it's possible to do it and removing all of that guilt and all of that possessiveness and yeah uh, definitely because that's kind of what it comes down to but it's also like the problem is that it's so programmed in your brain Mm. from like you know just like growing up and it's like all the fairy tales all the hollywood bullshit it's like you're the only one right person for me you know and the one yeah you just keep hearing that completely ignoring what you're actually feeling (laughs) like how you would actually how you actually react to sexuality yeah like but then yeah like it's uh it's tough to to pull that apart for some people like I, i mean i was super monogamous for most of my life until yeah, I had like I, I basically I got to a point where like my own logic didn't make sense to me anymore, and I had mm-hmm. to accept that I have no idea what's happening. Like mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like basically, uh, it was like I was in a relationship with somebody. It was a really beautiful like long relationship, but after a couple of years, it got to a point where um, uh, I kind of realized like okay, like I've had relationships before, but that person like didn't really so. 
like just sexually she kind of needs to take her training wheels off mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. uh, and let's just go fuck some some other people because like that's how sexuality works it's like you, you just need to try yourself out like, yeah. to to progress basically but then i'm like in this like no monogamy is the right thing in my head so and like uh, she was also so it's like i can't even say that yeah, yeah. I can, like i cannot even suggest for her to maybe have an affair to mm-hmm. save our relationship and like and mm-hmm. that's where i was like all right i guess i guess this is so bullshit and i have to like figure out uh figure out what what i actually think about stuff and what's actually right for me yeah yeah <sighs> yeah like yeah i think it's it's so depend. i don't know it would be nice to think that you could be above um the jealousy or the yeah the insecurity um that non-monogamy creates like and 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 the thing is it's because all of society around us like there's not a big enough community of non-monogamists ethically like well like well done you know (laughs) non-monogamists um to to yeah kind of like support you You, the thing is community is so important that's the that's the um not paradox but that's the that's the difficulty in, in being human it's like you can have great new ideas, but then like you do need a community around you to help you live according to those ideas. Yeah, sure. If you, if the community just like uh, sends you away as soon as you're not monogamous, of course it. Yeah, sucks. sends you away or just like uh, Sorry, judges you. Yeah. I really gotta go to the toilet. Can you gotta pee. Yeah, that's cool. Back to the it's going to be a super weird edit because I think we were like <laughs> like almost in like a non-monogamy rage <laughs> before we <laughs> broke for Everybody could be a no- ethically <laughs> non-monogamous. Mm. There was a community. We need a community <laughs> so our ideas can be supported. We can't live in isolation. We're not islands, Alex. Yeah. Why can't people be Felix? <laughs> Feelings! <sighs> Don't stop ignoring who you are <laughs> for the sake of capitalism. <laughs> Love is not a finite resource. <laughs> Stop putting hearts on money. <laughs> hearts should be on money. Wouldn't that be beautiful? It just just anatomically correct. Uh, yeah, anatomically. Pig and cow hearts. <laughs> yeah, right. It's fucking flesh. Money is flesh. <laughs> or like like a little pool of sweat. Like that's the five dollar five five mm. euro. You know, just like a puddle of your hard earned sweat. <laughs> Or uh, money is flesh, and I got a fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> got your whole body here in my hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, capitalism. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but see, like even in Berlin, you would say that there's not enough of a, of a non-monogamous society to support yeah, right? our dreams of freedom. <laughs> it's a lie. Berlin's a lie when it comes to this non-monogamous culture. Like, yet exists, but I think it exists as big, like as deeply here as it does in any other progressive artistic city. It's not bigger here. Yeah. There's just more gay people. Like, there's just louder gay people here that own <laughs> nightclubs. <laughs> Where they and thank God for those, <laughs> and we love them. We love them. we love you. We love you, loud gay people who own nightclubs. Um, we hope uh, COVID hasn't killed uh, business opportunities, but um, I don't. Th- I don't believe Berlin is more um, non-monogamously progressive than any other. Yeah, I mean, city. of course, there's like less progressive cities and more progressive cities, but yeah, I I, I almost feel like it's kind of an age and generational thing. You know, because like the the generation above us, they had like way less of that than mm. like we have, and mm. like my brother is eight years younger than me, and uh, like like he's in a monogamous relationship, but just like when I hang out with like him and his friends, 
they're so much more like open and accepting of any kind of sexuality than mm-hmm. like uh, than like my generation was that it's like it sleep it sleeps and bounds like it's beyond what I would have mm-hmm. imagined like somebody who's just eight years younger like would be like so yeah maybe mm-hmm. maybe Berlin's fine but we're too old <laughs> yeah maybe you're right maybe it's the younger generation that's um that's more. gonna take it. But yeah. that, uh, take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take it everywhere. <laughs> and it just take it, take, take it, it proudly. Fucking take that non-monogamy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but we're assuming that it's the natural progression. Like, there's also those things where things like uh, the next generation is more conservative, and then the next generation after that, like, it's a, this reaction. So, mm. is it be like maybe you know, it could be that our our like our children um, are against against anything like get super conservative because we've yeah. become more open i don't know yeah yeah it could be but i guess I, it depends on what happens economically yeah. economics dictate yeah i heard that austria is like way more conservative the use is way more conservative than germany and then yeah they're like a small piece of shit country that keeps producing <laughs> hitlers <laughs> like, who, oh no austria <laughs> no i love i love austria I don't know. Austria is what's printed on my menstrual cup. So that's uh, ah, right. my only connection. It just gets a bit of Austria in my vagina. Yeah. A couple is, of days. It, is it made in Austria or yep. is it like for Austria? <laughs> <laughs> it's only for the blood of Austrians. Um, this is for Hitler. It's made in Austria, I guess, but it just has Austria printed on it. All right. Yeah. It's really weird. The thing it's, that's, uh, you see, like, I guess they are a way too uh, conservative and nationalistic country. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you would print that even on... On the menstrual cup. Like, yeah. why was that like, the I don't important have one, thing? But I, I would feel weird if mine said Germany. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think... Yeah. I haven't... That's a, it's a... <laughs> I mean, if it said visit Austria. <laughs> 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 using it <laughs> i still haven't been like i think that's what this it's a call to action my menstrual cup <laughs> wants me to travel to austria <laughs> also isn't that like like i'm I, i'm not a woman but isn't the idea that while you're on your period you're in pain so whenever you're in pain you look like austria oh austria it's yeah. you it was you again yeah austria is back <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like uh collecting my blood like uh i don't know I don't know. I like no. I I guess I f- I feel I feel for women who have um, pain during menstruation. I find menstruation a great time. Oh. Like it's a yeah. It's like there's nothing more powerful than like bleeding and you know, <laughs> and like and like feeling your body letting like letting this letting it go and uh, uh, yeah and and it's um and seeing what your body can produce. It's amazing. All right, so you're proud of your menstruation. Oh yeah. Much like Austria's uses of Austria. <laughs> yeah, my vagina is a Nazi. <laughs> so like, have you felt this way before you had the Austria menstrual cup? Also, or? not as much. It's <laughs> it's increased. It's uh, my. It's so great if we found out that nationalism heals menstrual pain. <laughs> like, sorry guys, we didn't choose. <laughs> like, but. Apparently, apparently, if you love Austria, you also love your woman body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Although I'd like to test it with different with different countries on it, or just different like get different things written on it. Then, yeah, like uh... 
what? <laughs> I still don't know if you're doing a bit or are you actually like you're saying you don't have that much pain during menstruation. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't have pain. Like I right. like there's this feeling of the body um like letting go parts of the body, right? Mm. Like it's like there's something that's attached inside you that's coming yeah. off and leaving. Like there's a, there's this kind of I was thinking about how to describe it because people talk about nausea, feeling nauseous and like cramps. But it's like it's like this really kind of like um I don't know, there's something a bit like seasick about it, seasick, nauseous, um, and then like this crazy like it you know, it doesn't feel like any other pain you you'd be able to understand. It's like this really deep internal kind of um like internal shedding. I don't know. Mm. It's really, but there's something empowering about that. Yeah. And it's not something that I'd ever want to not feel. Okay. I like feeling it. I like feeling, <laughs> yeah, I like it's, feeling it's what It's the first time doing. I'm hearing that perspective on it. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I really. Usually women just hate it. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I hear women who hate it, I'm like. No, just oh. because it's with like pain, I guess. The it's ideological it's, <laughs> background of it is not the problem. It's maybe. Like, yeah. And like, I'm not doubting that they feel pain like you know it's 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 can be very overwhelming like these words and i think everyone's different right and how everyone experiences pain is different um but like yeah you could i could classify it as pain but i find it very enjoyable it's like this really like my body is being a body and it's letting me know that this big like this thing is happening and uh and i i said once the other day at work when i've been in this job for i thought i'd only been in this job for six weeks that i've just quit it's actually two months and i've had my period three times i had my period when i started the week i started in the middle and like uh my last week mm. and it's like wow like my body's really just like <laughs> i don't know um boarded or how would you say um like framed yeah. like i've just been bleeding <laughs> from the start the middle and the end <laughs> um but yeah i i've when i when i'm bleeding i feel um it's like when i feel my most manly like i feel really tough when i'm bleeding all right yeah you you have you do have like a fight club approach about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel really like and uh i just like the way you describe it is so hard not to try and make a comparison to taking like a mighty shit in the morning which i know (laughs) it's like super disrespectful but you just just the way i talk about it's like yeah you just get on there and just parts of me fall off like yeah Yeah, (laughs) really and then you take a mighty shit and you're like fucking blood and shit yeah I wish I could come on this. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> then you pee on it. Then you pee in at least like there's three fluids, you know. Yeah. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, it's empowering. Right. I've, how do yeah. you get about, get, get to that? <laughs> uh, yeah. How did we get to that? I don't know. I Austria on my menstrual cup. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Austria, because the Austrian youth is too conservative. It's conservative. <laughs> we decided to talk about menstruation for ten minutes. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm so <laughs> glad we did. Yeah. I- <laughs> You do seem to need a separate podcast. We're just talking about all your feelings, Germans. Because, like, legit, I bet it's like inspiring to women who are afraid of their own menstruation. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Maybe like, make a good like make like a guided mi- menstruation. Guided <laughs> menstruation. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Yeah. That's that's your business plan for the future. Yeah, guided menstruation. <laughs> yeah. Now you've got the in. voice. You've got the vagina. <laughs> 
That reminds me. I actually, um, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I did a roast joke for you that was a meditation. I don't know. Did you see that for your birthday last year? Um, no, I never got sent it. Um, you never got it? Yeah. What? We yeah. did all these roast joke recordings and you never got them? No, I never, never heard one of them. Why? Did things not work out with the friend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I also think just not enough people send it and she decided to not to do it or something. Oh. Yeah. But you, you, you remember it or? I don't remember it word for word. Yeah, all right. Uh, was, tell, tell me some other time. I, I, I love hearing uh, roast jokes about myself. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did a, well, basically I did a roast joke that was, um, yeah, a, a guided, like a meditation that was a roast of you yeah. in the meditation. Oh, fuck, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and like you telling me that you, yeah, you've been meditating heaps. It's like, oh my God, that roast joke was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really good. <laughs> maybe I can send you the video. I've got it somewhere, maybe, if I haven't deleted it. Oh, nice. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I really like. I'm. I'm really like. You're the first person I talked to at the same. Like not the same, but like also like a, a, a shortcut, uh, <laughs> a short-lived uh, lockdown relationship. Yeah. So, like, that, that's that's really interesting to me. I bet like this already there's gonna be like surveys and shit after this is over of like how that worked on people and were the first ones to break their eyes <laughs> yeah 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 about like um the intensity and the how relationships developed within lockdown yeah, yeah. i think but i mean it's heaps. also like the relationship of like to myself is kind of the same like like i remember like during the yeah, during first lockdown like, mm-hmm. yeah back in back in april like around my birthday mm-hmm. like i was just uh, like I, I went to Oldenburg, like where uh, my mom lives, like mm-hmm. way smaller city, you know, like hardly anything. They don't, they don't even have Corona there. Like it's just, <laughs> you can walk out right up to the bus driver, you can kiss him, you can hug him, like do whatever you want. They, they, they don't even have the, the masks in the city anymore. They just, just get rid of it. City in Germany, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, but they also don't have cases. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's strange, but, okay. but they literally don't have cases. So. Even though I wouldn't tell people, well, fuck the mask, but I guess after a year, at least I wouldn't want to have like the conversations that I guess people had to have to get it to that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, but anyway, but That's I crazy. went there like during first lockdown and um, yeah, just ca- I literally just thought about myself for two months straight. Mm-hmm. Like, and my, like my mom and my brother were there. That was great. But whenever we were not like hanging out, it was just like especially like it's a town that i sort of grew up in so mm-hmm. it's just oh like, very nostalgic and yeah you're basically just walking through memories whenever you go outside i feel like that in australia it's it's so many layers of memories yeah mm-hmm. so does does the like your town in australia get smaller every time you visit it well it's like on a geographical and economic scale it's expanding and it's yeah. huge yeah <laughs> sort of like uh it's like visiting but berlin a... but like um that like has the, more money. The, street, the streets that you walk through, like, because in my head it always, I know that it doesn't physically get smaller, but like in my head, whenever I go like back to a town where I used to be, where I was, where I was smaller, like younger, like mm-hmm. it kind of shrinks until it I know almost feels like you're like walking through a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, I, I like on on a physical scale, no, but in terms of feeling my place there, like it sounds arrogant, but like I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't feel like I fit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't feel like I'm this giant walking. Like I don't feel like it's a shoebox. Like mm. because on this physical level, no. But walking around there, I'm like, oh, like I can see myself walking there when I was twenty, you know, twenty two or twenty five, and it's like I was I was impressed by what I was seeing. But now I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> like 
I was there and I don't want to be here yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's also like a different country. It's, like it's, it's, yeah. it's another thing of detachment and shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a really strange thing to describe. Yeah. No, but like when, when I was like in Oldenburg and just like, just kind of thinking about myself for two months, like I, and that was right before I turned 33, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How like, old are you? 33. You're 33. So it was like last year. I'm older than you. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and um, um, we also bleed way more powerful than I could ever. <laughs> like, yeah. If you want to hear other things where you're superior to me. <laughs> no, but wow. like, like just, just walking around, I, I kind of, like I had this realization that uh, I thought of myself as being lazy, like basically for my entire life. Hmm. Like just being really lazy, and all of a sudden it just clicked with me. Like kind of like, yeah. The last over the last five years, I sometimes had f- like five to six jobs simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like I sent money back home. Like and like, like it literally like became <laughs> like from not having gone to university to like like a head writer on television. Mm-hmm. Like while doing all that other shit, and how does that? translate to being lazy at all like at all how that doesn't make any sense so basically it just came to the realization that probably when i was like young like somewhere like six or seven like somebody told me i'm lazy Mm -hmm. and i kept thinking that about myself just like as a background program Mm -hmm. literally forever Mm -hmm. and like every time even if something like good or if i achieved something really good or great Mm -hmm. in my head it went like oh, you got so lucky that this worked out because actually you're like a lazy piece of shit and you like yeah. you don't deserve this at all. Yeah. You know, and like that's like one of the things where like I don't know that I would have come up with, like realized that without the lockdown. Like mm-hmm. if I was just, like, just still in the machine, like yep, just, still just, just still churning turning. through, yeah. Yeah, might have been another 10 years until I finally like, hey, wait, I think I'm not that lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? or like I'm not lazy no. or, you know, or maybe I just need to like give myself credit for the hard work that I'm doing or, you know, yeah. trust and in myself that I'm looking after my, my things and yeah. taking like responsibility. Like black on white on paper, it says that I cannot yeah. physically be lazy, you know, yeah. no, but just like that, I think like I had similar realizations during the lockdown relationship where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, these are, here are things that just don't, they don't fit with like who I am. And, mm-hmm. uh, so like expectations or um, like what like what don't fit like uh, it's, it's it's really it's really hard to describe but yeah like I'm I'm still in the process of mm-hmm, figuring out mm-hmm. but it's just like if this was a not lockdown relationship I I wouldn't have like so quickly realized like what's going wrong and it's not just mm-hmm. about realizing it's it's almost kind of you know like the small things that don't work mm-hmm. they add up so quickly that mm-hmm. you just break like I, I was really fucked up at the end of that relationship and it's like not, it's not like a, a, a her fault or anybody's fault it's just like that it was so quick and so intense that yeah. I like needed some time to like it felt like it felt like trauma but, 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 but it's you know that's just no but it's it's yeah. valuable it's, it's super valuable yeah yeah I um I didn't have a I didn't I can't I feel like talking about it is very exposing because I feel like he listens to this podcast, but <laughs> I had a, a friendship um, develop and then, um, and then, you know, I was taking it easy, but I was like, this is someone that I'm really, and this happened just um, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And 
we were just hanging out as friends, but I was like, hmm, like I'm really um, excited by this person's presence. And like, I really um, feel like when we're together, we, we give each other more and it, it's, it's create, it's, it's like opening something in me. And that's really exciting. Um, and then, uh, and then, but I was like, eh, but I don't know if he feels the same way. And then we ended up hooking up and, uh, and then the way he talked about it was, I really felt like, yeah, um, he wanted it to go in a romantic direction. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And, uh, and then a week later he was like, oh, I just want to be friends. And I was like, oh, yes. mm. and, uh, <laughs> and it's sounded like you had like a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, so were you relieved or annoyed? Like that's like both, I got both simultaneously. Oh no, I was like, I was heartbroken. Oh. I like, I'd really been like, this person is, is a friend, but it's, you know, I think I, I could really, um, I was heartbroken. Like I, I, I didn't know where he stood before the, the sex, um, but I knew that I had like strong feelings there, but I was like, oh, but you know, just keep it, keep it mm -hmm. chill. And, but then when it felt like, you know, then sex happened and then it felt like it was going in this direction. It was crazy. It was no relationship. It was a friendship that then culminated in something physical and then got completely shut down back to just friendship. Um, I think like that fucked me up. And I'm sorry if my ex is listening, but it fucked me up more than the actual relationship mm. that I had uh, yeah. a year ago. Like I was devastated and I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know how much of it. That's the, the other thing that fucks me up a little bit is that I don't know how much of it is ego is like, you know, because I was shut down. You know, and I've got a history of always ending things myself. So like me not getting what I want, like, I don't know if, you know, like a month later, if, if it had developed, I would have been like, no way I can't yeah. be in this. Like it could have been that. Yeah, but it I wasn't the first time that you got broken up with or something. Mm. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's late. <laughs> that's, that hurts. Because I had the same yeah. similar thing where like I was always the one to end it for mm -hmm. like un until I was like 20. 26 something like that mm -hmm. and then the first time somebody broke up with me yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like i thought i was an emotionally developed being but that was like like that was such intense emotional pain for a year like i literally yeah. formed the band wrote all the songs for the band about it and developed a small following in the german city of hanover <laughs> like we released an ep that's online like we had with fans <laughs> <laughs> like, and that That's was beautiful. just me working through like somebody breaking up with me yeah. like, when I was like 25, 26. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that so much. <laughs> I um I have written a song, uh, mm. just like one. There's like two lines that uh, relate to this experience. That yeah. I love the lines. Um, but uh, I I thought I was I thought I was pretty developed. Um, but this really, but the thing is, there's so many other factors, right? Like there was also the fact that this was the second lockdown. It was also the fact that, um, hmm, it's the longest I've been single my mm. entire life. Like yeah. well, since, you know, I was like legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so like a, a few factors going on there, but And look, I have been rejected. I've been rejected before. Yes, like there was a guy in my early 20s that like I, I was really into and, you know, couldn't 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 yeah. snag him, you know, or um, like I have had rejections before. But this was 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. Uh, rejections are not the same as like being being broken up. Being with. broken up, but the thing is, we weren't even together. Like yeah, it was yeah. just it like was, was sex super, once, and then like, quick, yeah. and then like uh, out of nowhere, you know, it felt really yeah. not in line with what was happening. Yeah. Out of nowhere, the I don't want more of that, and um, yeah, that. Like I'm ripping skin off my thumb. Like this isn't affecting me still at all. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do I'm feel leading you in between like extensive cries and screaming sessions, <laughs> dude. Like I, I, yeah. I was in grief. Uh, like, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. But that's what it feels like. Because because you said like because uh, basically it's somebody taking away your future. Because like that mm. that was my my thing too. That I I also didn't expect it to end the first time I get broken mm -hmm. up with. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I think that's why it took me so long to, like, it was like a year of pain because in my head, I, I think I imagined another year of yeah. like us being together already, you know, and they just take it away. And then you're just like in this emptiness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And really, because uh, like, like the context was also that I had um, come from like this period of like, I hadn't, I wasn't looking for anything. Like I wasn't looking, like I deleted all of the dating apps. I um, made rules like no more comedians, no fans. Like I was really creating, you know, a space around me of like, I'm not looking, like I'm not looking, something will come. And then this thing came and it was like, Oh, just a friend, just a friend. And then it moved to that. And I was like, ah, yeah. now no, like what? Like it seemed like such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have to like, That, like, I'm not saying you have to, but I guess in that situation, like, maybe there's a thing about setting boundaries for yourself, mm. <laughs> you know, which is like super hard. <laughs> yeah. Because I, cause I, I, I also like, like, whenever I broke a boundary that I already had for myself, like, it was never uh, like uh, fans, but like, mm -hmm. like, a, like, I had a boundary against, or definitely still have a boundary against a certain type of person that mm -hmm. I should never date. Mm -hmm. And I've broken it twice, even though I know that. And <laughs> it was always the worst thing. Like, no, not always, but pretty much. I'm like, so curious what the certain type of person is. Like, I can tell you off mic, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've now, yeah, like I've got a, a loose rule now about not dating a certain type of person. And um, yeah, I kind of was, yeah, I think I was, yeah, I think I was kind of breaking that and letting myself develop feelings for this, for this, this recent heartbreak. Yeah. See, so you, subconsciously you might be trying to teach yourself a lesson to fucking not again, fuck with your own boundaries. Again, yeah. again. It's like, It's like weird because now I now I think that that's literally everybody like where that 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 happens to them like this subconscious kind of like teaching yourself like a really shitty lesson if you don't want to learn it consciously. But I remember like one of my best friends uh, in Hanover, uh, like she like, she's like a couple of years older than me and uh, like she was my boss for a while. Like she's like super like uh, amazing, uh, strong woman. Uh, and every time she dated somebody, it's basically just like a loser pothead. <laughs> and every every time like she like takes him like a fucking project and yeah. builds him into like a living human being, yeah. and then like they break up for some reason, and mm -hmm. then she takes the next one, and, and and she's like annoyed by that, 
you know but if you look at it from the outside like yeah you're just always like just making a project for yourself and as soon as the project's done it's boring <laughs> you know so you're trying yeah. to get them get the next one and uh, like, i think like, i did that for a while <laughs> definitely like everybody has just yeah. like that like but uh uh, what I told her back then, because that's when I kind of started to realize that people might work this way, is uh, there's this uh, Superman villain, which I don't remember the name, but it's something ridiculous like Galactos or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite Superman villain because this Superman villain, he has always equal as much power as the entire universe. He's completely undefeatable, right? Wow. Like, you cannot destroy him at all. Mm-hmm. He has only one weakness, and his one weakness is the subconscious desire for failure oh my god this is amazing yeah. so no matter what superman does <gasps> this guy will always sabotage himself and lose <laughs> because subconsciously he wants that oh my god this is amazing yeah, yeah. i love superheroes so much this i'm gonna research that um yeah. but i think that's yeah that's that's i guess we both did that also <laughs> it's like you know if you set a boundary for yourself mm-hmm. then consciously break it uh, and then get like the subconscious result for well this is what it well, feels this, like yeah. if you're shitting on yourself basically this is why you have that boundary remember yeah. and uh yeah yeah and that's why i was like i wasn't sure if it was, it was the ego thing because in my head there was a part of like going specific there's a part of me that had like looked into the future of this possible um friendship turning into romance and on a on a very um aware level there were like i could see that mm, there's a there's a cutoff point here i don't think it like there's a problem that he fits into this type that it's going to be a problem at this point but because it didn't get to that point he didn't he took that he took my ability to stop it myself away yeah <laughs> Like I knew that endpoint was coming. I was gonna end it, but like I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to make sure that it was a bad idea. But mm. he didn't let me make sure it was a bad idea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, he definitely showed you that it's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> he, him, and the rest of the world were like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wish there were some good ideas yeah. around. <laughs> just- <laughs> But it's funny because, like, as you said, like, that you you already knew that it's going to end and it's not going to be great. Like, I had the same thing with mm-hmm. that relationship where, like, where I grow, got broken up with me at the first mm-hmm. time. Like, I, rem- mm-hmm. I remember even, like, like s- telling her, like, I just see you breaking up with me. Like, I, like, I see it coming at me at, like, like mm-hmm. a train. Like, basically, may- maybe I just manifested that. But, yeah, but yeah you still really hurt. It really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really fucking does. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. Are you so you're you're still working? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not actively looking, but like in the lockdown, I guess you'd say I'm actively looking. But I'm not like I want a relationship. Like I'm. I'm chatting to people on an app, and I have met, you know, like two, and that's it. And like I've had this app since, um, I think December. Or no, like January, and uh, I've met two people. But it's like, like, it's nice to have this. You know, I don't access it that often, but it's nice to have a feeling like I, yeah. Um, there's people out there in lockdown. Like, if yeah. I, I think if we weren't in lockdown, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need it. I'd, I'd just be in social situations where I'd meet people more. Yeah, definitely. But it's nice to have that. But 
I mean, like, but but does it? What does it get like? Like so, so you are looking because it's like mm. you, you're very non-committal about looking. That's what it I'm is. very non-committal about looking. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I like I have very I have no confidence that I will in in the app matching like putting me in contact with someone that is uh, that I have chemistry with and that is a good idea. Yeah, chemistry and a good idea are two separate things. But <laughs> <laughs> and I and all of my meetings um, through uh, apps have not had those two things mm. yeah well in real life <laughs> horrible how... horrible chemistry horrible idea yeah well <laughs> often like not yeah often in reality like not not a not a great idea like not bad like the yeah. thing is I'd, they'll be okay ideas yeah. but then i'll meet them and i'll be like mm, yeah like i'm not excited about this or yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I never like been on a on a date of an app. Like, no, yeah, like I I, I had Tinder I installed count. for like two days. Oh yeah, and it was like the most depressing thing that was ever on my phone, and that's saying a lot. Like, <laughs> if you think that it's my phone, <laughs> it is depressing on lots of levels. Like, uh, it can be from the rejection point of view. It can be well, the rejection on both. Basically, it's rejection on both sides. It's like ew. I don't want to be seen like this, like there's nothing that I'm interested in here yeah. or no one's interested in me. And so, and it's just this reminder that you're alone. And um, yeah, I think hmm, there's a couple of directions here. I think um, what's cool about these lockdowns is that I've turned off all notifications on my phone for anything. So really I access anything on my phone from when I, when I want to get that information. Yeah, that's super healthy. Yeah, it's so healthy. Yeah. And um, like the only reason I can't do it because like my work still comes from like WhatsApp and like social media messages sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just check them regularly. Like I check. I don't get any like um, push notifications or anything. If I open my phone, it will have like the little number next to the little badges. Yeah. But I won't have any. I don't have any. Even like um, yeah, nothing. I ha I don't have anything. Yeah. I'm looking forward to like going on vacation or some shit and turning it off. Yeah. I know it, that's horrible. It's <laughs> super freeing, but um. But yeah, I, what else was I going to say? Um, I did have a date. You're talking about this superhero from Superman. Um, mm. That's so cool. <laughs> I had a date recently and um, I had, it was so, he wanted to have a movie night. I, we'd gone on a walk once before, ended up at his place. I couldn't bring myself to like make a move. I don't mm. know why. I was like, Anna, you're so lame. Like when mm. you're sober, you're so lame. You're at his place. Why don't you just fuck him? Um, <laughs> and I got to midnight. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm going home. Thanks for the tea. Uh, <laughs> and then like three weeks later, he was like, want to have a movie night? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. We chatted a little bit during the week. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, you can come to my place. And uh, he comes over and I'm like, hey, so like what movie do you want to watch? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, you don't have any ideas? Like you haven't thought about this at all? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, what the fuck? What, you think you're just going to come over and we're going to fuck? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be more efficient, but like, I'm not <laughs> ready for that yet. And, uh, and so we, uh, I set him up in the living room and um, um, I'm going to skip those details. Basically, he was like trying to like make some moves physically whilst we were watching the movie. Movie I suggested was Deadpool 2 because I hadn't seen Deadpool 2. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and it's like a fun movie. Like the yeah, Deadpool's yeah. a great movie. Like it's nice to watch those movies with someone because it's like action and comedy and like yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's really long. It's a long, it's a long movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
It's just a pain in your voice. <laughs> but it's really long, Alex. <laughs> you, you, the listeners didn't hear it, but you gazed into the abyss right next to my head. <laughs> it's really long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. And uh, I think it's two hours and 40 minutes. And, um, and I realized as soon as I started, started the movie that I did not want anything physical with him. Mm. And he was like doing the whole... <gasps> hand around my back and nice. t- trying to touch my neck and every time he touched me I was just like repositioning and moving my body away and mm. like trying to be subtle but um and the movie's long the movie <laughs> is so many yards oh my god there were so many um, the end of it you're like sitting on the balcony <laughs> the door's closed <laughs> he's trying to break the door <laughs> still half an hour come on Ryan Reynolds <laughs> exactly Oh my god! Um, I loved, yeah, I loved, I, I loved the the superhero, the the woman in it whose um, uh, power is luck. That was, I, I, I thought that was fucking hilarious. But um, but yeah, basically, he ended like as soon as the movie finished, I jumped up and I was like, "Hey, so that was really, it was really um, cool to watch a movie with you. I really only want to hang out as friends." And <laughs> I'm sorry, and then and then I didn't stop talking. Yeah. Then I was like, "I want to survey the guy about Deadpool too. <laughs> Especially, I want to know what he thought about the ending." <laughs> oh, by the way, he'd seen it already. Oh, so, okay. like, I made him watch this movie the whole way <laughs> through. And I and so when I said that I just want to I just wanted to hang out as friends, and he was like, "That's cool." I'm like, "Yeah." And I thought about it like when we started. I was like, "Maybe I should tell him now, and maybe he doesn't want to watch Deadpool 2 again." But then I was like, "But maybe you just want to hang out and watch a movie with someone." And then he was like, "Yeah, my uh, colleague at work, she's uh, she she always talks about how much she likes black men," and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, like uh, like." Um, I think she's got a fetish for black men. Oh, this guy was black. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's, maybe you should, maybe she's hitting on you. Like, maybe you should go after that. He was like, yeah, maybe. I was like, okay. Um, and then I was like, well, you know, actually like the actor in that movie, um, Ryan Reynolds reminds me of the guy that rejected me last. So uh, do you want to take your snacks? Um, it's pretty late. Like, uh <laughs> And that was the most awkward date I think I've ever had. Yeah. Inviting someone around and then not having sex and hoping that they don't like try and and he knew that I didn't have any housemates home. I was like, I hope he doesn't take it badly. Like I hope I've read the signals right and he's not gonna try and like hold me down and rape me before he leaves. That'd be a horrible ending for Deadpool too. Right. <laughs> Such a good movie. It's a great movie. There's some really lame jokes in there, but like I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So like online dating after that incident, I'm like I I'm I'm on there. I'm currently chatting to like a 24 year old who looks so cute, and like I started chatting with him by saying like You're so cute. You're too young for me, but I just wanted to let you know that mm. you're extremely cute. Yeah. And now we're chatting, and like, you know. <laughs> maybe i'll i'll um he also looks like my brother all right that's creepy <laughs> <laughs> but he's super cute um but yeah i think i'm not gonna meet anyone else how, how, how old is your brother it's, he's almost 40 yeah all right yeah. so he looks like he looks your, like your, your younger brother your brother's 40 you're 34 mm-hmm. 
So my, my brother's 39, 39, 39, 39 tomorrow. So 16 years ago, your brother's 24, and you were... I was 20. Si 16 years ago? 16 years ago? Ah. No, you were, you were 18. I was 18. Your brother's 24. So basically, he looks like your brother when you were 18. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. So if you look and talk to him, it's like you're 18 again. I'm 18 again. He's making. Mm. He's going to make me feel young. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna feel young. Gonna, yeah, so basically, you feel <laughs> feel younger, and then you 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 also you, you ignore who he is. You just project your brother on him. Exactly. So, yeah, I miss my brother. Like he's in Australia. It's so far away. Like this guy. <laughs> yeah, and for and forty. <laughs> and forty. Like it's that's like, not doable. Yeah, place, place, and time. <laughs> not to speak of genetics, but <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you could be like a great canvas for all of my fucked up fantasies. All of them, all <laughs> yeah. of them. Uh, he's twenty four. He's probably he's probably barely broken. Like, exactly. There's, there's a lot that you can still do to him. Right. It, uh, doesn't like warrant a psychiatrist right away. Exactly. Yeah, you can be you can be one of the cracks in his mirror. <laughs> Oh my god! I really want to meet this guy just yeah. because he looks. There's a photo of my brother on my Facebook, and he looks so much like him. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, creepy, gross. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I bet there's like I mean that means that you're like gen genetically somehow similar. So I bet he's got some female figure in his life that he's like really Ooh. trying to fuck. <laughs> Maybe I look like his mom. Mm. Yeah. That's 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 where your brain went, mom. Right away. I went straight to mom. <laughs> Could have been sister, you know, like some <laughs> less. The mum is the classic old. one. The mum is the classic. Yeah, true. Something less old. Yeah. But mum yeah. is. No, the but that's yeah. That's the that's the easiest one. All guys want to fuck their moms. Right. Yeah. Like my young ex, uh, he said that I reminded him of his mum a lot. Yeah. So you know, it's okay. Yeah. I'm all right like with half, that. Half, half. Like half of my exes remind me of my mom. The other half is dead. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, like, that's like, like my but, exes actually. Yeah, no, but like in in hindsight, I always realize like, ah, yeah, that she did remind me of my mom a lot. But like while it's happening, it never happened. I think that would actually like not work. Yeah, yeah. You don't want it too close. Although yeah. that's why I'm not sure if it would work with the with your brother brother man. Yeah, I'm not sure if I could bring myself to fuck this guy. Gen, gen, like seriously, like I, I hope yeah. I meet him and I hope he's cute and he doesn't actually remind me that much of my brother. But yeah. there's just one photo where I'm like. Oh, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, nobody's sexuality is the same. So maybe it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Could be. Could be. Or at least like, you know, I could just yeah, like fuck it out of me. 24 year old during a pandemic that you met on an app. <laughs> it's probably the best thing that ever happened to you. Anna. Probably. Probably. What did I say about comedy people just being enablers of the worst kind? You're helping a lot right now. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm feeling like I'm on the right path. Yeah. Before you talk to him the next time, like, get really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just... I'll text this guy on Monday for sure. Yeah. Be like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That doesn't go too far. Start by, why are you not here? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been waiting. What's your idea? What? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited to get drunk and be like, yeah, yeah, like take my phone away from me. I'm really excited to be out of control. It's been a while. <laughs> Very excited. All right. Yeah, well, do you have a, any? Yeah, go yeah, on. That's a great po point to stop. <laughs> just you, just you fantasizing about banging a 24 year old. <laughs> Me supporting you in it. 
<laughs> and now all the listeners can leave with high expectations. <laughs> of the fantasies of their own. Write some write some fan fiction of Anna banging that twenty four year old brother surrogate. <laughs> right. Send it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna read it to her on the phone. Yes. And then we're gonna record it. We're gonna make comedy, uh porn, ASMR. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be amazing. AS ASM porn. Yeah. Comedy ASM porn. Comedy. That's actually yeah, we should talk about that. That's a good I idea. think yeah, I yeah. think it's a great idea. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Um, plug something. Uh, right. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Alex Upatov. Uh, or uh, like, if you can listen to German podcasts, listen to my podcast. It's called Fickt euch alle. And that's it. Fuck yeah. Tight. <laughs> tight. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok, guys. Please. Uh, Clubhouse. Uh, AF Barros, as always. That has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Uh, good night. <laughs> <laughs>